Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Um, I just want to read this headline to you guys, and I want to get your reaction. How a young Winnipeg woman is making a name for herself in sports broadcasting. This is from CBC.ca. Our very own Game Over Winnipeg's Alyssa Hout went on CBC and had a big interview. Let's go. The Canadian Uh, Broadcasting Company. That's right. uh, It's on a show called Up to Speed with Faith Fundell. And uh, so congratulations, Alyssa. I tweeted out the link. Um, I have not put seen it. I know it just it just literally came out before the show. I was going to start the show with something completely different. Is it like a video a interview? It's a, it's an written? audio interview. Yeah, and it's, it's on my Twitter, and, and and I know Robert's already posted it to our account because so SDPN Sports. Yeah, of course, because Robert's like lightning. I'm genuinely thrilled. Yeah, that's wonderful. Isn't that cool? And she, so she reached out yesterday. And she's like, "Do you think I can do this?" And we're like, "Yeah, go." Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. Uh, so shout out to everybody doing Game Over. Uh, they're doing such a spectacular job. They're working hard. And it's nice to see some recognition come in for everybody. So good yeah. for them. Good for them. Oh, hooray. That feel good? Yes. That's cool. Feel good Friday. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now Congrats. to talk about a Leafs loss. <laughs> now, the way, oh, Jesse, did you, have something, did, you, did you have something else that you wanted oh, to say? Or? What's wrong, Jesse? What's wrong, oh, Steve? What's wrong, Steve? I just Steve. wanted louder headphones. Oh. I tried to do it subtly. Oh, and you as usual, louder. you guys draw attention to it. Okay. my headphones. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, there you go. Hey, Steve's got a tattoo. No, that's me. Um, the <laughs> oh, that's me. That's very much me. And okay. I almost took my own ears out um, with Good. that laugh. You deserve it. Um, you deserve is this, is this you? you? Yeah, that's yeah? me. Okay, okay. So I was going to start the show with, I think his new name should be Bobby McStolen. Oh. Because, listen, Detroit deserved to win that game. Mm-hmm. They won the game. They did deserve to win the game. And I have no issues with that. The Leafs are going to drop somewhere. You go, fuck. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to happen unless you're Boston, which you never drop any games except for last night as well. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But the refs in that, it sh- the game should have been 3-2. The refs got mm-hmm. the call right by the rule book, mm-hmm. yep. but the rule book is wrong book, in my they, opinion. They got the call right in the New Jersey game, and they got the call right in this game. Are you sure? Yes. In the New Jersey game? Yeah, well, yeah. so Devils Jesse. fans were immediate in my mentions, and I didn't even have the heart to be like, you don't even go here. Um, well, no, we, 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 everybody is welcome here, but it's one of those where, like, we defended that. We, we said, isn't the correct word. Mm. Adam and Jesse defended it. Steve laughed. Ah. I, I went back and I watched our episode from that the day after the Devils game, and Steve took great joy in things going the Leafs' way. Yeah, and they're sa- my team. Of course <laughs> I did. Steve offered no uh, condolences to Devils fans, but Adam and I, no. so uh, yeah, we're gonna, it's the exact same conversation. It's so funny how it's just the exact same play and everything is with the Leafs again. And uh, we were like, okay, the rule's kind of ridiculous that if you're not kicking it intentionally to uh, put it in the net, it's not a goal. But we came to the conclusion in our conversation, because we had like a 10-minute conversation on it, that if a, if the plugs are in the front of the net and they're all trying to hammer the, the puck home, it'd be dangerous if you're allowed to kick it indirectly and that it goes in that. That's, we all agree that like, we can't have that as a rule. So like, hands the one, up The one Lisa. thing I would what say that was different about this is he's trying like. Context does matter with other rules, yeah. Yeah. and he's trying to kick it up to his stick, but it goes off a Detroit player, which to me then 
changes the play. Not just off a Detroit player, because what happened in the Devils game is Halla kicks it into the crease, and Nick Robertson, who is standing still, uh, it goes off of his skate. Bobby McMahon kicks this puck in the opposite direction of the net to his stick, and the reason he wasn't able to pull it to his stick is Oli Mata flew in and knocked it in. He directed it in himself. Right, if but- he wasn't there... That would have never happened. Hollow, Hollow wasn't kicking it at the net either. Like his 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 pass was cross crease. It was cross so crease. So it's the exact same argument. It is the exact same <laughs> argument. I think the difference is just stationary player versus a guy going da 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 and flying in and knocking it in. Yeah. Sure. I, and. And, and that is the rule. They have to call that. Right. I totally get it. I think it. it's a dumb rule, the, but I understand the I think the clarification safety. on the rule would yeah. make sense. The, the other flaw with the rule is we all agree that kicking in scrums is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Terribly right? dangerous. Terribly dangerous. That wasn't and, a scrum, though, at first. Well, a kicking in close proximity is dangerous. However, it's not illegal in any other scenario. You're allowed to kick the puck. You can boot the thing like messy anywhere. up and down mm-hmm. the ice. Yeah. Anywhere, anytime. People do it. For any reason. If you're on a breakaway and you lose your stick, you can just kick the puck up the ice on the breakaway. Try to pass it to like someone else. Like you're messy. Yeah. Yeah. A, you can leave your stick on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Except. <laughs> if the whole game, you could just leave your stick on the Except bench and if boot you, it. if you try to score a goal. Except yeah, if you try to score a goal. No. Can't do that. Well, like, so what I said was, in theory, <laughs> if you kick the puck from behind your own net, it goes the entire way down the yeah. ice and the goalie just dives and he misses it because he temporarily lost his mind for some reason (laughs) and the puck goes in it's kicked into the net and it's no goal but we all as human beings agree that it's the stupid goalie's fault yes yes and that's why last night and in the eric hall goal you look at it and adam you said the important word there context Yes, there. I would love if there was just some sort of context in the rule where we can all say, "Hey, that dude was just trying to pass the puck to his stick, and it went in net. That should be a goal." The I con- look at that and I say with my eyes, "That should be a goal." The contextual example that I used was goalie interference. So if an attacking player barrels into the goalie, goalie's not allowed to do his job. You're an idiot. No goal. Goal is disallowed. However, if your defenseman is a muppet and knocks a play an attacking player into his own goalie. The refs go back, they watch it, and they go, "Sorry, stupid, don't be stupid next yes, time." Yes, that's a goal. There's context in that rule. Yeah, like so. Wouldn't it be great to have the context of, "Hey, you skated directly into the puck and knocked it into your own net. That's a goal." Because Bobby McMahon, if that puck. If he kicked it and it touched nothing and it just kept going, they don't stop the play mm-hmm. and go, hey, you dangerous ruffian, you're not allowed to kick that puck. We need to protect everybody. No, yeah. it just the play just continues. Yes. So like, so we all acknowledge the dangers, but we simultaneously do next to nothing about it mm-hmm. by just allowing it. And that's, that's the problem. Even the, like, if it went off a stick and then in, like, if he kicked it and then it unintentionally hit a stick and goes in the net, mm-hmm. that's not any better if your goal is to prevent, like, kicking, because that's a same accidental off a body and into the net. 
So what's the difference if it bounced off a skate accidentally and into the net versus a stick accidentally into the net? The rule, the rule just needs some more clarification to make it make sense when you watch it with your eyes. And again, I think it bounced off of Nick Robertson's stationary skate. I don't yeah. think it bounced off of Oli Mata. Oli Mata <laughs> kicked this puck in sure. to his own net. Yeah, it's his fault. What like ultimately, what is the reason the puck went in? Olimata. He's sure. the reason it went in. Sure. It's his fault. If you want to start from there, you can you can go back to who passed the puck originally. Yeah. Like we can start from the beginning of we time. Like, we the ref, go, the who ref invented dropped, hockey? The ref dropped the puck in the face off, and then somebody won the face off, and then it was passed. So like depends on where you want to start where the puck was moving. What you know, should this goal have counted? I think I want to start with is time linear. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's there's so much confusion in hockey. It's, yeah. It, it so makes me upset. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's one of those ones where I actually, I don't get too upset about that. Because it's like, that's the rule, man. I was upset yes. at first. And it's bummer. It's a bummer for Bobby McMahon. Because yeah. if he's not dealing with what Emily Kaplan and Luke Fox are calling a, if, if Matthews isn't dealing with, uh, uh, first off, he's sick. And second, he's got some injuries that are sort of quote unquote nagging, which which he, hockey player doesn't. He's been playing the whole season injured, which we all suspected, and he's still on a 40 goal pace. What a bum. Yeah. Um, Bobby McMahon's not even in the lineup if Matthews isn't, you know, dealing with the flu or whatever he's dealing oh, with. Sure. He should be. And so I'm thinking that it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, this guy, like, you, you take that moment from him. That sucks. That and part on the sucks. dad's trip. I, and his dad is there. The dad's trip. I like man. when the dads get sauced up by like the third period. Oh, there's, there's yelling and talking. So I <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I heard the Bobby McMahon goal uh, thing in the car because I was driving home, and uh, so I got to hear the radio broadcast. And Joe Bowen was just out there naming names. <laughs> oh yeah, and he was just like, I missed the father's trip because of Doug Orr talking about Colton Orr's dad. I'm pretty sure. Uh, just. Name and names, I guess, who was the best Wow, <laughs> to go out with on the father's trip. Why am I not surprised with Colt Noor? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a good time, you know? I'm definitely not surprised with Joe Bowen. I've <laughs> met him several times. <laughs> Happened to bump into him when he was celebrating his Green Bay Packers winning the, uh, oh, if, the if, Super Bowl if, a few uh, years ago. If Notre Dame or Green Bay win, mm. Joe Bowen's going to have a good Forget time. Forget it. He right loves up. them both. Yeah, um, loves it. Funny talking to him, though. You know, being a long time play by play guy for the Leafs on TV and on radio, he doesn't. When you talk to him about the stories and stuff, he's like, I don't really remember the specific game. <laughs> and I guess when you've been doing it for 35 years, like, it's got to blend together at some You must remember eras, decades. That's yeah. where you start to. You know, I remember this moment, this one moment. Do you remember Matthews to Marner to that? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> of course not. I sometimes wonder when I'm going to forget that Dominic Moore had a breakaway with no stick. You're not going to. You're different. Yeah? All right. Yeah, because you are, you're the, that's the one thing that you can remember is that there are, that there are leaf things and you'll remember them all. The, the difference between my short and long-term memory is staggering. I cannot stop calling Dryden Hunt Brad Hunt in my LFR videos. Mm. Why? I, I don't know. I, who's Brad Hunt? He, he's an NHL player who I could not pick out of a lineup. I just know he's an NHL player with the last name Hunt. That's the only thing I know about him. I think he played for the Oilers. Uh, hey, there Brad you go. Hunt. He played for the Oilers. Yeah. No, he's currently on the Colorado Avalanche. 
Really? There were two Brads on the Avalanche this season. Well, we found it. Wow. So my brain automatically goes to Avalanche, Hunt, (coughs) alphabetical order, Brad. Brad Hunt, a 34-year-old defenseman, played 16 games for the Avalanche so far this year. Can you put his hockey DB photo on the screen? Wow, you like like no teeth, Brad Hunt? Oh, (laughs) heavens. Adam, you want to take a look? Oh, that is a a hockey picture. Fotch. Look at that face. That's a hockey player right there. Where's he from? Maple Ridge, BC. I believe Good you. Good West Coast boy. Yeah, I like that. That dude, here, wait. Can you scroll up to his birthday? Mm-hmm. August 24th. That dude is younger than Adam and I. You got a problem? He's got a good mug, man. That's, That's a great Yeah, picture. but it's just... It's you got a problem with his face? No, it's just the, the Steve, teeth. why are you hating on his face? The teeth <laughs> age him. But also, look at that youthful smile. He's so happy. What? He's got a jawline like Mr. Incredible. I'm very jealous of this man. Look at that. Good for him. Undrafted, too. Like Dryden Hunt. <laughs> so so you can see how least, I would make the mistake. Uh, you owe me an apology, first of all. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, I don't, but continue. Say Why do it. I owe you? Say it. Ooh, so man, man, he was sick. He was sick. Got helped by the refs. He was sick, man. He was sick last night. That that was a couldn't even stop his own teammates. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) There were six goals last night. Detroit scored five of them. Tampa, Tampa's got a they won or Tampa. St. Louis has got to be mad. Like I'd be internet mad about losing Billy Huso like that. I'd, I'd rage. I'd start a burner and start raging. He makes less money than Bennington. Yeah. Like significantly like, less. And, and here's the thing. With, with a goalie like that, I, I can understand why it's like, oh, you had one good year and you want me to commit that much money? Yeah. And like, what? look at what happened to Nadelkovich. We, you know, we were like, Carolina's crazy. And then we're like, wow, they're not. But Huso <laughs> has been unbelievable in Detroit for a pretty mediocre team. I know they're on their upswing, but they haven't been great. Yeah, Charlie Lindgren's been fine for the Blues, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, there are a couple points out of the wild card now, so who's to say? But it Who's by, to say? You ah, see? You see? <laughs> the Blues looked at it as we can't afford paying two goalies that much, right? Right. Bennington and, makes six. And, but and, when you have that problem, keep the better one. Find a way. Don't lose the good one. I, I think they would argue that Bennington is the better one at the time for what they're trying to do. Which is lose? But <laughs> well, which is barely well, being the playoff uh, picture. Come on. I think he's been. Let me look at Jordan Bennington's stats this he year. He had, I think he had decent value after the playoffs mm-hmm. because he was good, but he was coming off an injury. But this past offseason, good players were going for next to nothing or you had to pay to get rid of him. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand went to Seattle for next to nothing okay. just because of his salary. Right. Okay. okay. I've, so, got, I've got a, a but actually on this one. Okay. But, and the but actually is the least were able to offload the worst goaltending contract in the NHL to the Chicago Blackhawks yeah. for uh, 13 spots in the draft. And they got the sends to pay to get rid of Matt Murray. So don't tell me, don't tell me that the Blackhawks couldn't have been a viable option. Let me defend Doug Armstrong with how the season played out last year because I, I keep tabs on, on these two individuals because I hate one and I love one. So <laughs> Bennington, he he's, has a great end of back half middle of last year, but we get to the playoffs and he loses the job to Bennington. Mm-hmm. Bennington becomes the full-time starter and then Bennington gets injured and Huso goes back in 
and Huso's not playing as well. So you have your proof of concept there in the games that matter most. And if I'm the GM, I say one guy showed up, one guy was our starter during the playoffs. I'm going to go with that one that also won us the Stanley Cup. Uh, there you go. You know, yeah, the, he, it, he'll yeah. have the Stanley Cup forever, mm-hmm. right? You'll always have the, well, this guy won. Right. And the difference between our Stanley Cup winning goalie and the one that kind of failed us when we got down the stretch is like $1.5 million because Huso's at 4.25 and anything is at six. So am I going to make that decision just to save 1.5 mil? Mm. No, I'm probably going to just side with Bennington. So he doesn't try and punch me in the face. That's fair. Oh, I wouldn't so. try to do that to Doug Armstrong. <laughs> I wouldn't. Bennington might. He looks like he has a hard head. Doug Armstrong? Yeah. Nice man, though. Yes. Nice man. He was cool on the on, on Agent Provocateur, but I've seen him in press conferences since, and he doesn't say much. He's got a hand shatterer. Oh, head. does yeah. he? Are you shaking his hand? No, 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 no. A hand shatterer of a head. Oh. I think. I, yeah, if you hit, and then, yeah. And, yeah. I can see that. He, I, he probably has his firm hand grip, though. But you know what? He doesn't do the vice grip thing because he doesn't feel the need to prove himself because he of doesn't course. need to. <laughs> My dad always goes back to he met Ty Domi at the Eaton Center and he crushed his hand. Oh, Because he's Ty Domi and probably feels an obligation to crush your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bet on Huso last night? Uh, no. You didn't bet on what? Huso? What do you mean? You didn't go on... Th- like... I'm what do you, shocked. What do you mean? I'm not, I didn't like take Detroit to win the game or anything, so no. Okay. Oh, you stink. <laughs> you stink. Doesn't stand behind his, his you're guys. You're a liar. You Sports interaction You guys are the upset app, with me. And you're not on there like, well, who says my you guy? Should've you should have bet guys, on the Leafs and lost your $2. You guys are upset with me that pregame I wasn't like, oh yeah, Leafs are going to lose this one because Huso's in that. No. There's a lot of Huso talking, not a lot of Huso backing it <laughs> you up. You stink. Okay? All right? Yeah, By the way, you can download the Sports Interaction app. It's on the QR code. I um, did not. I'm surprised. Did I, you do? I, did I, you I don't, do last night? Uh, yeah, won some, lost some. Lost on the Leafs, obviously. <laughs> so yeah. you bet on the Leafs? Because you always yes. bet on the Leafs. Yeah. What yeah. would you take? Uh, them to win. Okay. Well, yeah. I, would, I would never <laughs> bet Leafs pregame to lose a game. Like, I would never go into no, a game and be like, no, oh, Leafs that. are going to lose a game. But would, I would never yeah. do that. No. no. See, that's bad juju. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Like, a lot of people advocate for doing that in, like, winner take all playoff games because either you win a bunch of money or your team wins i know i think oh, it's i think it's jd when he would always say that around the sportsnet offices oh he oh, has bunkus? no ethics yeah jd bunkus on the sportsnet 590 the fan like he's a big advocate for hey it's either him or justin Bourne. i forget or do you bet against that sounds your, like a bunkus take bunkus you bet against I know your you're team so that you win either way you either win money or your team wins. That's I, you know but what I don't I hate know, that. I don't like. It. How about I win twice when they win twice? <laughs> right. I don't like it. That's bad juju, right? <laughs> well, okay, but you guys say it's bad juju. But you, okay, if you've watched this show for any amount of time, you know that every year we do a bracket challenge. Every flipping year we do a bracket bracket challenge. And what happens every year? Good old Adam over here goes. I will not <laughs> bet against the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs, and they let me down each and every time. But these two guys, who are supposedly fans, what do you guys do every year? Jinx the team that should have won. I bet okay, on I bet on the you, Leafs and they lose. Yeah, you don't bet on the Leafs. I did once and you they did lost last year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because the vision. Yeah. yeah the <laughs> last, vision. Year, last year was the year of the vision. <laughs> I had the vision, but uh, Drew. Was, are, we doing, are we doing part two vision strikes back this year or we'll see okay all right our right. vision hasn't come to me yet all right <laughs> but producer drew uh for the 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 season preview videos on sportsnet's channel 
just kept going, stop freaking betting on the Avs. Stop saying that the Avs are going to win. And I bet on them to win two consecutive years. And then the first year I didn't, they won. Just a walking, talking jinx. Just (laughs) unreal. By the way, if Carolina Hurricanes fans are wondering why they can't get past the second round, me. I had Avs Hurricanes back-to-back years. Um, I want to say that, oh, by the way, just, I know it's early, but I actually, I think we can start talking about this because uh, the Leafs already know who they're playing in the first round. Uh, we will have a bracket challenge this year, and it looks like we're going to have some serious prizing, too. Oh. So it's going to be a little bit more than bragging rights this year. This year is going to be special. We'll have more details as they come out. And for anybody else that's looking for, there have been a lot of requests about Kingston. Um, yes. Our contact in Kingston who runs the bar hasn't had the chance to set up the ticketing yet because um, he's been on vacation. Oh. And who can blame him? So we will have that early next week for you. And what we're going to do is we're not going to release it until we release a show and tell you when the details are. And we'll give you 24 hours to listen to the, to Monday's show so you can catch it. Mm. And then we're going to put it up. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, the show usually comes out on Monday between 8 and 9 o'clock. It'll be, like, Tuesday. Right. So you've or had like 24 Wednesday hours. morning. Or Wednesday or morning you know? or something. So you've yeah. got an opportunity to know when that's going to be. We'll tweet it a bunch so that way people know. Can we crash their site? I hope so. I'd like to. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Like then a like a Taylor you... Swift ticket drop, you know. Let's let's oh, sue Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's so the <laughs> f you event, right? Yeah, resell the tickets. Take your free tickets and stuff them. Hey, ticket scene, two hundred fifty dollars. I want to. Uh, I want The reason I brought up the playoff bracket thing was because I've been thinking about the playoffs, and you know, a lot of the conversation yesterday, if you were kind of bopping around the channels and stuff, was that Austin Matthews was taking the day off. And there was like a, an aspect of it is, is this load management? Austin and Leonard. Austin Leonard. Well, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> when he did it in Toronto, he came in injured and we knew that. He had a quad injury that held him out an entire year that San Antonio didn't take um, uh, seriously. And he didn't want to shorten his career. And they that fractured the relationship. So when he came to Toronto, he said, listen, these are the terms. He was injured in the playoffs, too. He, he mm-hmm. almost missed game three against Milwaukee. Everyone mm-hmm. forgets that. And he uh, and he played every game in the playoffs like he a sure madman. But he yep. played like 60 regular season games, something like that, 62 maybe? Yeah, if that. Yeah. And, and I think the Raptors that year that they won the championship, they only got nine or ten regular season games with all their starters healthy, which is amazing yeah. when you think about it, right? Yeah. And so, so obviously that worked, and obviously MLSE saw the light when that happened. And I think now they're looking at doing that with their star players. So when we talk, obviously, they're never going to call it load management again. But with Austin no. Matthews staying out and, you know, presumably he's sick, but not pushing it at game 42. Yeah. Kind of makes... There was no need. It's kind of weird that it's taken us 100 years to get here, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, and we still can't admit it. That's what like, happened. We still can't talk about it. <laughs> like, Why not? In the NBA, we could just say that guy's getting a rest day. It's the second night of back-to-back. He's he's 30. He we probably can, needs a we day We can off. rest a goalie, though. Yeah, we goalies rest need play. rest. But the players, we have to be like, no, he had a lingering injury, and that's why he's out. There's, we still e- have to pretend. Call it pride or call it ego. Call it whatever you both. want. It's, it is a little bit of both. But, like, it's just smart. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I know the whole thing... Like fans pay their money and everything. I get that. But at the end of the day, they're trying to run a business and winning is their business. And it's game 43. Like this is not Austin Matthews sitting because he's fresh as a daisy. (laughs) 
He's he's <laughs> very visibly played banged up all season. I don't think he missed a shift after getting cross-checked by Jamie Benn. And I don't think he's been right ever since he got cross-checked by Jamie Benn. And that was game three mm-hmm. of the season? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's dealt with wrist stuff and back stuff. And, and he's still arguably their best player. Monster. So he's a monster. Um, he's certainly their best two-way player. It, like he's adapted his game to something's up. Uh, they won one of the two. I don't have a problem with him resting every now and then. There's no reason to push it. He won't 43. be the only one either. Oh, I yeah. don't think. Well, wouldn't you, if you're like, listen, I understand wanting to play a full 82 just for your own ego. But if you, one of the problems the least ran into, and this is again with a goalie, so a little bit different, but was with Freddie Anderson. Because they would, Babs would go up and he'd be like, Freddie, you ready to go? And Freddie is going to say yes every time. I was so disappointed when he got hurt last year with Carolina. Oh, he had a great year, but again, played too much. He he was on pace to play almost the exact same amount of too many games that he played with the Leafs in the previous few seasons, mm-hmm. and he went down. Now, that's not necessarily why he got hurt. We You get hurt for a variety of different reasons, but I was... So disappointed to see that nothing changed. Right. Two different ways. And and the thing is, is that like, if you ask the player, of course, they're going to say they're ready to go. Who's going to turn down a game in the NHL? It's sick. Yeah. Like, imagine waking up and that's your, well, do I play or not? I'm Mm -hmm. freaking playing. But Mm -hmm. the problem was when he came to the playoffs, he was very, very inconsistent. Some great games, some horrendous games where he cost them the game because he was gassed. No mediocre games at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. There was no just like a 906 save percentage. It was nope. 940 or 840, and I that saw, was it. Yeah, game three, 2018, where he absolutely st- stole, thievery, stole a game. And we also saw game two in 2018, where he got pulled before the halfway mark. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's so, you know, that's one that, that's a, that's a Leafs example. And, you know, obviously in Carolina, he's been a little bit injured this year. So he's only played nine games. He's and been very been injured. Nine and, and games? Not, yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't know either. it because uh, Ranta, yeah. who's also been hurt at times, has been good. And it's Pyotr- literally the opposite. He was hurt all year last year. Yeah, Pyotr Kochekov is unreal. Yeah. Unreal. They have, I would say, two NHL caliber starting goalies and a 1A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's been out most of the most, of you the, most games since um, mid-November. Yeah, it's funny. They just act him off of activated him off of IR yesterday. Yeah, lower body. Yeah, if you need a goalie, call Carolina. See what they give you. Um. So, uh. So okay. So let me ask you this: You're a Leafs fan. You pay to see what? The, you pay to see the game. Are you upset if for actually before I even ask that question, who are the guys you load manage? You're Sheldon Keefe. I want to give you two or three games off between now and the playoffs. And I probably want to do it in bunches because if I only give you one night off, that's like three days off in a row. What's that really going to do? But if I give you a week off, which is probably three games, three to four, depending, that might actually really help you. Mm-hmm. Who are you giving the load management to? Uh, well, he's the oldest skater in the league. So Mark Giordano. Who's uh, been amazing this year. Who's been amazing. And he's not going to accept that. So you deactivate his fob for the day. <laughs> Uh, you just slash his tires. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mark. Yeah, just he'd still find a way. He'd find a way, and then you don't write his name on the lineup card, and you let him be upset. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, I'd have a gander at Mitch Marner. 
Uh, he, I'm pretty sure, plays the most on the team out of the forwards. He plays in all situations, and he doesn't look tired, but I bet you he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, every once in a while, um, all of them, man, all of them when no, they No, but like, like, who's the priority? Let's, we got to talk priorities here. Who's going to game break? I mean, Willie's got to be up there, although, I mean, I don't know if Willie plays the type of game that require like he never the guy never gets hurt it's amazing nah, don't give don't give willie a day off you might lose him yeah <laughs> <laughs> you might have way too much fun and yeah. shoot no yeah, i, I, no. I JT, keep him in the lineup JT <laughs> makes sense. he's playing his best hockey and i think when that stops you give him a day what about morgan riley who it just came back i think might have come back too quick yeah you're still not there on him eh? he's that was a, okay so i i called him out a little bit yesterday like when Matthews is out of the lineup, immediately our attention turns to Tavares needs to have a big game. He oh, I was about to say he scored. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been very good. Uh, Willie and uh, Marner, all three of those guys need to pick up the slack, and then you'll need someone else to step up, like a Holmberg who played a lot and he drew two penalties in the and third, crashed into fine. the boards at sixty million miles an hour. Yeah, and, and is okay. Clearly dove, according to Jake Wallman. That was so mystifying. Um, but. Riley has to be better and he was poor. He was poor in that game. Uh, There were two plays in particular that made me yell uh, at the television. And that was only two, only two. Um, But it was uh, the giveaway on the first goal. Mm -hmm. And remember the amazing defensive play he made in the third yesterday. He had to scamper back to break up a play and I caught myself, you can mm. watch my brain were in the moment where I go, Riley with a great back check. And I'm like, he's a defenseman. That's the gig. Yeah. It's a back check to me if you're a forward. Yeah. It's a mistake mm-hmm. that you're covering up for if you're a defenseman. And the reason he had to do that was because he took a 0% success rate shot into a bunch of shins. And Detroit turns it up the other way. It's and that's that is offense, which is his bread and butter. That's a poor decision on offense, which is his bread and butter that affects the defense. And it takes you out of the offensive zone, makes you scamper back to the defensive zone, and you're at uh, you know, uh right back to the drawing board trying to solve Detroit when you need a goal. He was poor. The first goal where it's directly a turnover on Morgan Riley's stick out of here. And it leads to a goal for a game that's a one goal game for the majority of the game. Stuff like that is backbreaking. Like, that's the reason you lose the game. Well, and he's like, again, we don't have the extended replay, but I see him at the center ice line on the right side of the ice. And I'm like, what is the left defenseman doing there? Did him and uh, Jordy Ben switch? And I didn't know. Maybe I didn't notice. I don't know. Also, um, I don't have a problem with Sheldon Keefe experimenting, especially on the second half of a back-to-back, especially with a player who's had an extensive injury history. That's it with scratching Connor Timmons when you don't have to. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, enough. Got it. that's enough. That's enough. And another thing, uh, that's enough putting Wayne Simmons in the lineup when you don't have to. I'm sorry. That's enough. Uh, Dryden Hunt's been good Wayne taking that penalty last night too I was like you know yeah. you, lo- you, you root for Wayne Simmons and he was but, mad about it but you can't as it happened before the ref's arm even went up I'm like Wayne he knew every every game he's in there's a penalty and it's a careless penalty you can't and and you that's can't. the thing it's like it's sort of like 
this is a guy that you're a person that you love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you want in that dressing room, and that you want to be a part of the organization once the career is done. Yeah. But you can see very clearly that this is a one in 10 games guy. Don't He's play him. hanging on yes. to, yeah. to an NHL. Love him. Love, love him, him and we'll always love him. Yeah. It, and like, it's not like he's a bad player. You have better options. And uh, when the Leafs play the Jets next week, nope. Uh-uh. You don't put him in that lineup. I know he was there last time. You don't need a babysitter. Um, this team's actually, if you pay attention, starting to play a little tougher. And I like Jordy Ben in the lineup. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, like I like that. I like that versus Winnipeg. I'm a Jordy Ben guy. Yeah, but I, then you're taking out Connor Timmons. Yeah, uh, I guess. which like, I don't like. Can't have. Couldn't both. you take out Morgan Riley and let him no. have a break? No. <laughs> no. no, I'm not like. Couldn't you though? No, he played fine without. Does him. he have an injury? Then no. I think he does. I think he does. Or maybe he's just still sharpening up. Right. The, you're not um, scratching Morgan. The thing too. Uh, one thing I noticed about the way Detroit plays, and I don't know if you guys have seen this as well. When I saw, I was in the, I was in the, uh, the Scotiabank Arena for the last game that they played against Detroit last Saturday. And what was fascinating to me is they seem to be, um, they seem to, they do this, and I don't even know how to describe it, but they are unbelievable at jumping in and having a support player on the wing. They're like lightning with that. And they do it on both sides of the ice, and it seems to be the only way they can score a goal. What's and the they did of, it last night. What's the name of their coach? I keep forgetting. Lalonde? Lalonde, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who they got from uh, uh, Tampa, almost said Detroit. Uh, yeah, th- I got into it a little bit yesterday. Uh, so I was talking about the dominance of the Bruins um, because heading into last night's game, um, they had only played 40 games heading into or after 40 games. They were the the Bruins this year have a better record after 40 games than the 2001, 2002 Red Wings. Whose top eight scores, I tweeted seven, I was wrong. Their top eight scores are in the Hockey Hall of Fame, including uh, plus their starting goaltender, Dominic Hash. Aren't the 96 Red Wings? And Pavel Datsuk's not in there. Aren't they close to where the 96 Red Wings were, which were the best regular season team all all time? Uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Are Tampa Bay Lightning higher than that? Yeah, the year they lost in the first round. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Is that not the best? I thought it was the 96. It was the 96. The reason I focused on 2002 is a lot of people tend to regard that team as like the best. The best at very least of the modern era. Okay. Like, and I'm uh, okay, or of our lifetime. So I'll say since, let's say since 1990. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, Post Gretzky on the Oilers era. Um, I don't think anyone's been better. Their leading scorer, Brandon Shanahan had 75 points. Dude, you really had to withstand the dead puck era. How are any of us still hockey fans? I don't know. What a miserable. Thank thank you, Robbie Fatork. Absolutely disgusting. So all time points by a team in a season. It's the 76, 77 Montreal Canadiens. They had 132. In 80 games? <laughs> in 80 games. The Red Wings, 95, 96, had 131. The 77, 78 Canadians had 129. And the Lightning of 18, 19 had 128. Uh, the wins record, that's where Adam and I, this is where we got confused. The Red Wings of 95-96 own the wins record at 62, That's and the, the Lightning tie them at 62. So okay. we're both correct. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I'm wondering if, like, Boston's going to get that, right? They must. Wins well, record? 62? They 63 just three wins? Lost to Seattle, and they're going to lose again on Saturday? So. Couldn't they? Like, they could... 
Could we be talking Boston as like a 70 win team like Golden State was a few years ago? Well, it's funny. Like I'm I'm very interested to see how they respond on Saturday because I want to see how they respond to a loss because we have so little evidence of how they respond to a loss. Right. Because they barely ever lost. Um, But I think what's weird about this team and Bruins fans, forgive me, but like is the lack of anyone expecting this to happen at all like i was higher on them than either of you yeah and i'm pretty sure i had them third in the atlantic yes yeah um this is crazy because you can't put uh it's difficult to measure magic it's very obviously the last dance for them but like linus olmark hasn't lost at home i think or or was yesterday at home or yeah he was he was in that uh yesterday so that was his home. first. So yeah, he lost yesterday. That was their first fifty-one percent of the year, or fifty-two yeah. percent. That was that happened. Boston's first regulation home loss since last April. Fuck off! <laughs> like that's that's so yeah. that's so silly. It's stupid. That's so stupid. Um, Brad Marchand missing all that time. McAvoy missing all that time. Bergeron's old as shit. Krejci's old as no shit. No one knew Hampus Lindholm was this good, too. No. Like, McAvoy and no. Lindholm, like, it, it's yep. murders, bro. Like, he, nobody knew he was going to be this good. He's been unreal. But, like, outside of Pasternak, like, what dominant, really outlier seasons are they having? All Mark? Yeah. Well, I already mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like, but like, for them to, it's not like one player carrying this. Thirty-two out of forty, man. One team is it not can't carrying this. Can't just be this. two players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's, gr- it's great team defense. Great overall play. Yeah, Jake DeBrusque, who just got put on IR, unfortunately, uh, like w- could barely get into the lineup. Requested a trade. Right. You're looking for the statistical outlier, like a McDavid type season that's carrying the team. Yeah. That doesn't happen with this Bruins squad. Marshan's been over a point a game and it doesn't stand out as much because he hasn't played that much. There's no reason for Krejci to be this good, this old. Taylor Just, Hall has been pretty come see, come saw. Look at the look at the balance in the lineup. Everybody yeah. top to bottom, if you're just talking about points, has has theirs, you know? They're all doing it together as a team, and it's fantastic to watch. And I think the team defense, like, the coaching isn't getting enough credit, and uh, they're doing fantastic. It's it's very obvious to say that they're doing fantastic. It's super weird to to say that Bruce Cassidy might have been holding them back, but Bruce Cassidy might have been holding them back. Yeah, and he's going to the All-Star game because the team he's coaching is fucking sick. It's great. (laughs) It's a great team. By the way, the Leafs are taking on Boston tomorrow night as we as we said and why don't we talk to dave about some of the odds and you're gonna like the first one especially because it has to do with a former friend you can bet that with david bastel brought to you by sports interaction get in the action and make a play 19 plus please play responsibly okay so the leafs are gonna take on the boston bears yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, unlike the Chicago Bears, uh, these ones are really good. And um, we are the only team, I think, one of the only teams that's beat them in regulation this year. So it should be a very interesting they have matchup. four regulation Five. losses. Four, four. Seattle beat them oh, yesterday. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, they're yeah. coming off a Seattle loss. Yeah, exactly. Good so their, their losses have gone up by 20%. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mid-January. <laughs> <laughs> they're unbelievable. Uh, Dave, we got to talk about, we've got a whole bunch of good ones, including the former friends bet, which we absolutely love. Who's coming to town that used to be a Leaf? 
Yeah, former uh, Maple Leaf great Nick Felino. That's right. Oh, 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 oh. That's a first and two fourths to you, okay. sir. It, it, it didn't cost you guys a lot of uh, <laughs> capital to bring him over. Right? <laughs> did he play five games for the Leafs? Honestly, oh, wow. Dave, it cost us the next trade deadline. Yep. Because <laughs> then they, they didn't do anything yet last year. They were so burned from it. Um, oh. Otherwise, Marc-Andre Fleury and Brandon Hagel would be Leafs. Um, there's a few others, though, that you've got here that I think are really interesting, including one with 100 to 1 odds. What? Yeah. So uh, we just thought we'd throw out that magical uh, possibility, right? It doesn't happen often, but scoreless draw in Beantown is paying 100 to 1. So are we going to get a goaltending matchup? Certainly, there's there's a couple of good goaltenders that are expected to play in this one. Could it be 0 0? 100 to 1 is almost worth the, the lottery ticket, so to speak. And and the other thing I was, uh, when we were researching this, because we're looking for extra things to throw on, we have a couple hat trick props with Marner and Nylander we've added there. Um, there's no Ontario-born players on the Boston Bruins. Isn't that kind of weird? What? I didn't know that. None? Yeah. Neither did I. Yeah. Wow. None. That's See, I thought I Felino. thought Felino was, but Felino was born in Buffalo, right? Because everybody thinks, oh, uh, father oh, was a yeah. Canadian, played in Sudbury forever. Yeah. It's like, no, he had both the Felino kids in uh, in Buffalo when he was a Sabre. Wow. Oh, yeah, he plays for the Sabre. But yeah, he- Yeah, he oh, was with man. the Sabres longer than he was with the Leafs. Oh, oh yeah, weird. That's got to be like how many of the thirty-two teams don't have an Ontario-born player? Exactly, cannot be many. Exactly. Wow, wow. too many. Okay, <laughs> too many. But I love, I love what you have here. A couple of hat trick ones you can do. Mitch Marner for a hat trick at eighty-one to one. Yep. Willie Styles yeah. for a hat trick at sixty-seven have to, to one. Return that one. Oh, have to return that one for Jess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I bet that every game. Also, let me let me ask you this, David. Is there a particular reason why you took sixty-seven to one? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, playing with numbers. Oh, um, yeah. Just, I'll be more random. direct with the question. What's just, your problem? Just random. <laughs> yep. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? We'll be talking about the Leafs and Jets next week, sir, because they're coming to town on Thursday. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. But until then, Dave Bassel, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Thanks, guys. Oh, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. Mm -hmm. I want to add this on. Uh, sprinkle here. Super Bowl pinata bets are available now. They're actually starting to be bet hard. Just We don't know who's going to be even in the Super Bowl, but it's one of our favorite pinata bets. You can bet who's going to win, what conference, and so forth. And like I said, pinata bets kind of like chipping in your lottery ticket. And you know what? The payoff is fantastic. $2, so, uh, Steve. Check that out. What $2, did, Steve. Did, got in on the action. Yep. Uh, so it spit out the Minnesota Vikings beating the Buffalo Bills. Oh. So, so you just you bet and then you just get a matchup back and that's your matchup. You get a matchup exactly. and an outcome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. And then the, what are what are the odds on those? Eighty to one. Eighty to one. Oh. Eighty to one. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how I don't have one of these already. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just, go do on it. the front page. I happened to see it yesterday. Oh my gosh. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That's yeah. fun. Minnesota Damn. to beat Buffalo. Honestly, going into Super Bowl, it is going to be a blast. I can't wait to bet on Gatorade. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm ready. I'm ready. Do that option too. All right. Clear. Clear. <laughs> Clear. Clear Gatorade. That's the one. All right. Clear. All right. All Dave, right. Dave, we will That's see you. Blue. We will see you on Monday, sir. And we hope you have a fantastic weekend. Yeah. All the best to you guys. Thanks, guys. Hey. So you got a tattoo? No. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Did Steve get a tattoo? You can bet on that at sportscenteraction.com slash SDPN. You can't run me. There's no contact. Don't be one of those guys. Maybe I'll accidentally. Leave jobs. Run, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, don't hurt me. Yeah. It's funny. There are two younger me. guys who sort of get into it. Oh, and, yeah. and all the older people just sit back and watch and go, nah, don't. Oh, I got a surprise for hockey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. You'll see it. Anyway, so before Dave, I started going off on this diatribe about the Bruins. And I wanted to bring it back up because I realized why I brought it up. And I never actually got to the point that I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um. The Atlantic division. So I was talking about how good the Bruins were and some fans of Metro teams, Carolina specifically, because they're leading the Metro. were like, yeah, but in the Atlantic, you get to beat up on a bunch of bottom feeders. Excuse me. Excuse moi. You know what? That might've been the case before, Mm -hmm. but our bottom feeders are actually quite good. And might I suggest that the three teams at the top of the Atlantic are really, 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 really fucking good. Um, Detroit is not a bottom feeder. No, not they're anymore. They're not. They're not, a good team. Yeah. Like do Sabres. I, Sabres are good no longer team. a bottom feeder. And there's Montreal. Montreal and, and Ottawa. Ottawa's had a tough Better. go of it. I think if they don't lose Josh Norris, basically immediately, their season probably goes a little differently. You could, yeah, they're fine. Sure. I'll give it to you that they're a bottom feeder. That's mm-hmm. two. It's two out of a division yeah. of eight. Yeah. Stop right. that. Yep. And also, it would be in the Metro, you're saying Philly and Columbus? Or they're like difficult? They're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> what are they? Awesome. <laughs> in Florida, I, I, I don't think Florida's a bottom feeder. I think they're just playing like it. <laughs> All right. <No. laughs> There's, it's such a stark difference between the top three teams and the bottom rest of the Atlantic uh, that it looks like, oh, hey, they're just beating up on the lesser teams. But no, because those teams are dominant. And these teams are also good, but they're just not the top three teams in the NHL. You know? Yeah. So. No, I, th- I thought that was silly. I got, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to remind you, or I want to say something. In about 10 minutes here, we're going to have an interview with uh, a, 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 a guy who created a mask with Steve's face on it. Love that. <laughs> Imagine choosing to have Steve's face on your head. That, a goalie mask. A goalie mask, of course. Yeah, yeah mask, but course. what does a goalie need? <laughs> Eyes on the back of their head. That's right. And now they have them. That's right. Mine. Can't uh, <laughs> see for distance. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things on PK. So le- yesterday, PK Subban obviously honored in Montreal. He and Kerry actually did the, the, uh, the, the handshake that they were known for. But he's done a couple of interviews. And one of the things that I thought was fascinating was that he there was some interest in him around the league before he actually retired this summer. Mm-hmm. And he said he was pretty surprised. He said, I felt I could have helped a number of teams as a free agent. Uh, by the way, he t- said this to Michael Trakos of the Toronto Sun. It's important that we quote that. Uh, I felt I could have helped a number of teams as a free agent. I wanted to play on a contending team. I think Edmonton showed some interest. Carolina had shown some interest. I did not have discussions with the Maple Leafs. They were not interested in signing me. Money was never an issue. It was about the opportunity to come in and help a team win. I wanted to win a Stanley Cup, but those opportunities were never presented. He said, maybe, who knows, maybe I'll become a Stanley Cup winner as an owner. Hey, Which I there love. you go. I, I love that. that. So that basically confirms sort of what we were talking about before, where he was in a position where he could be pick and choosy. He wasn't some guy trying to hang on, desperately cling on to the league. He was looking for a specific situation. He didn't get it. So he 
retired. Mm-hmm. Hung him up. Good for him. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see the the reaction to him in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like he just, it's it's um, it's like there's certain people that can just electrify a room, and yeah. he can. I do want to shout out uh, one legend in particular because I actually know someone who is at this game with a minor hockey team and they were sitting right in front of the box that PK and all his family were in and they oh. got they got like a photo with PK they got a photo with Carey Price uh which is really cool and they were all wearing different jerseys some of them were wearing their own team's jersey and a bunch of them obviously were wearing Habs jerseys and there was one kid who was a legend and was wearing an Austin Matthews reverse retro jersey from last year. I love that. I love that. <laughs> now, for taking the picture with PK, they took it off. Oh, <laughs> good. good. No, that's yeah. good. No, that's for the future. I think you might be glad. Also, maybe you should have left it on. Also, maybe you should have taken it off. That's right. I don't know. But you're a legend for even wearing that to the game. Well, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but he was talking on TV uh, this week, PK, about Austin Matthews style, and he said he really loves his man purse. He's like, you know, you got, you got to care. Have, but does yeah, he yeah. Uh, well, you know, Austin will walk around with uh, like a person that like in the summertime, he's always got this bag. I can, uh, you know. I don't know. Just like a like a fanny pack, you know, the fanny pack thing yeah. of coming back in style. And uh, PK said, I, I do like the mercy he's got going on right there. He's talking about um, the fact that um, he's like, everything's loose for Austin, but his game, his game's uh, tight. Uh, he's got the Bieber beanie going. I like it. I would like to see the jacket a little tighter. <laughs> He's like, with his physique, he should wear some tighter clothes. <laughs> you know? And you know what? If you're going to take fashion advice from anyone in the NHL, PK's the guy. That's the dude. Yeah, but that's not the trend right now. What's the trend? The trend is big, baggy Billie Eilish clothes. And oh, yeah. That's that's what he's going for. Oh, see, PK, there's you being a boomer. <laughs> oh, you were drafted all the way PK back boomer. in 2007. Yeah. Matthew's 2016. True. The future is now, old man. <laughs> in the meantime, let's bring on Trevor. Oh, sorry. If you're interested in more uh, PK Subban conversation, yesterday. No, go go to Adam's thing. <laughs> myself, uh, Julian McKenzie, and Andrew Brookshire did an hour and fifteen minute full career retrospective on PK Subban. It's available on podcast feed under the Jesse Blake Sports Report, and it's also available on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/sdpn. We covered everything. Like we started the very beginning um from when he was drafted from bob gainey with by bob gainey he was drafted to, by bob gainey yeah what? that's crazy wow. right and we so and we cover bergevin coming in and the the um growing of the triple low five and then the trade obviously the 23 minutes that shock the hockey world as people remember it as so we do the whole thing it's it's a really it's one of my favorite recordings like we've ever i've ever done on for that uh show please go listen to that if you want to more on pk Superman. i would definitely check that out now let's bring on trevor from calgary so we're bringing on trevor prosser who uh who made some waves on reddit this week uh and and we we had to find you so robert malloy our social uh coordinator uh, reached out like he went on a fact finding mission. Who is this person? And because we found your goalie mask or that you had posted, and it has Steve on the back of it, and it says ten the goal. So we had to reach out to you. So uh, so welcome Trevor Prosser from Calgary, Alberta, to the SDP. Trevor, we're so excited that you're here. So how did this? Uh, first off, do you have the mask? I do have the mask. Yeah. Okay. Let's I see. I have it sitting right here. So there's the mask. Amazing. That's unreal. 
amazing. Okay. That's so unreal. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, so tell us, Trevor, like, how did this all even come together? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, the Dang It's videos, the, you know, the, the watch along from the playoffs the last years where I kind of got hooked and, you know, I, I even went and bought the merch. Oh, love so, that. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and so this past year, actually, I've started uh, goaltending for the very first time um, at the age of 45. Wow. And uh, the funny thing I found is that, you know, I've got my mask and I'm like, I got to get this painted up. Um, but I didn't think, you know, I had enough time over the holiday season. I wanted a little project. I thought, I'll just start with the backplate. Um, but as a, like, rookie, rookie goaltender, like, I never leave my crease, right? <laughs> so, like, if the puck's in the corner behind the net or something, I'm not going to get it because I know I'm going to trip over it. I'm going to fall. I'm going to make a pass. It's going to go right to a guy. He's going to tuck it in. I'm going to look stupid. <laughs> so I thought, this is perfect. I'll just put dangle on the back saying, you know, tend the goal. And, uh, you know, if my defensemen come in and they're like, how come you're not going to go play that puck? I'm like, sorry, you know, just if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> what I love, too, is that you start a goaltending. And I always feel like everybody that starts goaltending later on does it because there's other motives. First off, unlimited ice time. Second, yeah. people will pay you to play for their team. Exactly. Yeah. And right. third, nailed it. <laughs> third, you hate your groin. Yeah, <laughs> you just hate your own groin, and you've decided you don't need it anymore. Yeah. You instantly yeah. become everybody's best friend because everybody needs yeah. a goalie. I, I, I don't think I'm at the level where I'm getting paid to play yet. Okay, uh, <laughs> you will. Uh, fair enough. It's going to happen. You will. It's going it's gonna to happen. Well, listen, Trevor. We just thought it was such a cool, uh, such a cool mask. We're going to take it and we'll we'll post it on this video and we'll post it on our social media as well. Um, oh, Jesse, go ahead. Who did the artwork? Oh, yeah. I painted it myself, yeah. No way. Wow. Oh, I thought you like got it commissioned by an artist or something. Wow, you're very talented, dude. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I figured while I started goaltending, why not start painting goalie masks at the same time? And uh, oh yeah, so that's... Uh, Do you have a business? Can, we, can, I'm, I'm can people reach out to you? Like, can we, can we get commissions going? <laughs> Yeah, uh, why not? Um, I do have a website. It's uh, goldymaskpainting.com. <laughs> what? Okay. How did you even get that? The lead? <laughs> I'm shocked. That that, how that that URL was even available? It's amazing. <laughs> wow. I, I looked, I'm like, I'm, it won't be there, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, sure enough, it was there. I'm like, okay, yeah, lock that down for sure. I love that. <laughs> do you have any other of your masks with you? Not with me. I'm the only. I've done one recently uh, for a guy with the Auburn Tigers. Oh um, but that's gosh. back off with now. You know, um, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking at your website right now. I'm, I'm loading it up on my very slow internet here. Um, wow, this is this is amazing. You're, the first thing in your site is my face. Yeah, oh my I gosh. love this. Oh my goodness! I'm taking you to court. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This I love is, your that's unreal. Your uh, bombers, your riders mock up, your rough riders mock up. We always make fun of riders fans on this show, Trevor. Uh, for going to literally any event ever and still wearing their riders jersey, but the the melon the the watermelon mask is amazing. The tigers mask is really oh, cool. The yeah. Edmonton Elks one is really dope. Yeah, well. this is great. Wow. <laughs> okay, please, Trevor. I trouble with that one. Like, I have to actually give them a good mask, despite the fact that I'm a huge Stampeders fan, and I'm like so tempted to just put a giant L on the front of it. Uh. But I'm like, no nice for them wow wow Trevor, pl plug your site again like, yes please <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome i appreciate that 
Yeah. So it's it's goaliemaskpainting.com. You can check out Trevor's right. portfolio and reach out to Trevor. And, uh, and th- this is so cool. Yeah. Dude. This is so cool. And, and the I'm Steve really one one more it. time for the camera. Yeah. Show, show us one more time. Yeah. So there's the Steve. Oh. And you can actually get that on Trevor's website too, which is cool. So that 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 template's available for anybody that wants it. Well, so I, you could get it. What? Yeah. Well, take my money there, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Trevor, it's a real pleasure to meet you. Thank you for for making time for our show. We really, really appreciate it. And say hi to Calgary, Alberta for us. I will. Thanks so much for having me on, guys, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Did you know Adam lived in Calgary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about it in Calgary. <laughs> wow. You should mention that more. So I want to talk about a few things with the Vancouver game last night, starting with this. Not the punch. We'll no. talk about the punch in a second. Yeah. Oliver Ekman Larson's a healthy scratch last night for the first time in his entire career. Oh, wow. Okay. How do we feel about that? Uh, yeah, he's not good. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. It's not Bruce Boudreaux's uh, responsibility to sign Oliver Ekman Larson's paychecks. I mean, it's got to... I feel bad for Oliver Ekman Larson in a way. I mean, at the end of the day, his check still arrives. Mm -hmm. But you're now on this team, very obviously an albatross, and no one there is actually responsible for you being there, except for the owner, and you're not going to say anything to him. That is rough. Jim Rutherford is not responsible for Oliver Ekman Larson being there. Patrick Alvin is not responsible for him being there. Bruce Boudreaux is not responsible for him being there. And he's a massive boat anchor on the team. Like I, a few years ago, remember we talked about the summer of Ekman Larson is available. And if you uh, don't get him, you can get Drew Doughty. And if you don't get him, you can get Eric Carlson. And boy, have all of their careers gone in wildly different directions. Carlson is having a resurgence. Uh, Doughty's on a top 10 team with a negative goal differential and has been for months. I don't get it. And uh, Ekman Larson probably shouldn't be in the NHL. And if he should be in the NHL, he should be making uh, close to league. That's what I want to ask. Sorry, sorry, Jesse, go ahead. No, Not being in the NHL is a little far. He's probably just not playing in the right role. It's not like Vancouver's good. Yeah. So, so. And I know they tried to, you know, they mounted a comeback against Tampa a little bit last night, which is making Justin Hall money. But like, is, is when you get scratched, it almost sends the message like you're not good enough to play for this team. And you have to be not great by NHL standards to not be good enough to play for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Like, are you talking, he is not an NHL player, even by Canucks standards. Maybe you're just not good enough to be in the lineup every game. Maybe it's that contract goes till 2027. You know, that. oh, yeah. Maybe it's a healthy scratch where he's like an eight, like he's 85%. You know what I mean? Which I think is just the general operation of any NHL player at any given point. Um, listen, what, what, what have the Canucks learned this season that they should just keep doing the same thing? No, it's good to see them try something new and they lost to Tampa. Yeah, but gave them a run for their money at very least. Dude, he, he can't be on the Canucks anymore for them to be successful. He can't. And Bruce Boudreaux has no, like, there's no motivation him here for him to, like, be nice to any of these players. Like, he got, he has to do what's honest here and what he thinks is going to win any game He's possible. coaching for his next coaching job. I, I don't know if we're going to get to this as well, the Rick, Rick Tockett stuff. If you want to. 
Yeah, because uh, Elliot reported that they're talking to Rick Tockett about bringing him in as a coach. So, like an assistant coach or the head coach? Uh, no, letting go of Bruce and bringing in Rick oh, Tockett. That's very Oh, public. maybe the third so, coach in less than three years will fix a complete... The roster shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's Listen, two. you have two guys committed to next year totaling nearly $14 million in Tyler Myers and Oliver Ekman Larson. And, or, sorry, and are they good enough to be? I was looking at the wrong guy. It was, it's over $13 million, though. Are either of them? You can make the argument neither of them are NHL defensemen. Tyler Myers definitely isn't. So like, if, like a good team couldn't have those guys at that skill level to 5'6". You Not might, forget the money. You probably someone in the NHL is probably going to take OEL for his experience and Myers maybe for his experience, and you play them in very specific roles. There, are, there are players in this league who just play too much, and maybe, maybe that's what's happening with OEL and Myers. You know, like you said, you put them in a five-six role on. Like I'm fairly confident Tampa can make something of them. Oh, yeah, because Tampa's got a system. <laughs> well, and they also are like, hey, how about you don't play every goddamn shift or in, in every situation? We'll protect you. Oh, man, it's bad. So there it's was real bad. There's a couple of things with the Rick Tockett stuff and the rumors uh, of them bringing him in. One was that Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin, Bruce Brujo came in really around the same time as them it wasn't their guy necessarily that they brought in to uh for the head coach of vancouver canucks so they want to get their own guy in there and two what was that said we had rumors of a new head coach hiring when the guy's already in place like we had a name <laughs> right we, we had got, a name we have a name of Usually a dude here, they're they might talking get fired. to oh yeah that's crazy and well, he's still there imagine being bruce and hearing that but he knows he knows like Ugh. Rutherford said it. He's like, that's not the guy I would have hired. Right. But you expect your team to perform well. And there's media rumors about you being fired. Like, I, how I, is anybody in that locker room supposed to have their head on straight? I don't think that's the expectation anymore. Fran- Francesco Aquilini has a money burning furnace in his house. And he just shovels. There's just like an old timey Bugs Bunny slash Titanic villain NPC of a character <laughs> who just takes a shovel and just puts it into the furnace and it heats his house. Oh yeah, let's play let's pay three coaches and let's pay this guy to do nothing and let's pay that guy to do nothing and I'm the smartest fucking guy in the universe. He's just lighting money on fire. Talk I don't it, know, it's not mine. Let him. Talking by care. the way was the assistant to Mike Sullivan when the Penguins won the cup and Jim Rutherford was obviously the boss, so that's why that's where that relationship comes from. So they want to bring in their guy and the guy who they're replacing is still in place. And all of a sudden this is leaking and they're talking to other coaches. That seems like an awful way to do business and top down the organization. Everything we've seen this season is that they do terrible business. So it's a mess. It's not a smart hockey team. Um, one <laughs> thing I do. A smart organization. I want to ask you. So Quinn Hughes has played 242 NHL games. How many points does he have? Like a million. Um, <laughs> To, to how many? 242 games. How many How many points? 200. 182. He hit 200 last night. Hey! Isn't that cool? So, listen, there is one bright spot, and that's fucking crazy. By the way, Quinn Hughes has already played almost 250 games? Yeah, man. Come yeah. on now. That's that's a little... I'm, time's going a little fast. I you think see the, his quote about no. Tanner Pearson? No. What did he say? Uh, so, Pearson had a set... I guess he was out of the lineup with a hand injury. Yeah. Um, he experienced a setback, and now he's <laughs> out for the whole season. Um, and Quinn Hughes said 
that it was, and I don't think he meant to make a funny here, but he said it was mishandled. Yep. <laughs> and but but does that mean it was mishandled by Canucks medical staff? Is he calling them out? The Vancouver Canucks edited the clip out when they posted the post game interviews. He definitely wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, there's <laughs> a, maybe uh, he wanted to say that. Maybe he was like, "This is enough." So. I uh, I really like Quinn Hughes, um, just as a guy. Both um, both brothers are kind of they've got a real confidence to them. Yeah, no, well, but it's funny the, the you can tell they're related, but you can tell they're very different. Yeah, and when I spoke to Quinn Hughes, uh, one one of the impressions I was left with is he is incapable of telling a lie. Um, mm. and then you listen to the Thirty Two Thoughts interview they did uh, he did with Jeff and Elliot in uh, Vegas, sorry, Henderson, uh, in, in <laughs> September. <laughs> and it's a great interview. And I think he's a really honest guy and he's not capable of telling a lie. But uh, this tweet caught my eye from Sean Warren. Uh, so since training camp, the Canucks have had three people call them out on medical decisions. Jason Dickinson, who they traded, Rachel Dory, who they fired, and Quinn Hughes on behalf of Pearson. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Everything. Everything is just hey, it's a shitstorm. And I think I'm so hard on the team because, like, how long? How long did I beat that drum that they shouldn't be this bad? Mm-hmm. And they have a great fan base. Vancouver great Canucks base. fans are so passionate. And they love that team. Deadly honest. No yeah. one's harder on Canucks, the Canucks, than Canucks Twitter right now. No, mm-hmm. nobody. Yeah, no. they get it. They're very smart hockey fans. It's just, it's just um, that maybe the building with the most tension in the league. Honestly, you're paying to see a tire fire at this point. You're paying to see disaster. Yeah, but they you're, still show like, up to every game hoping they win. Well, but the Leafs, the same thing happened with the Leafs at the end of the uh, the the horror check. You remember that where like you actually first off, it's they stopped selling out, which was the first time that had happened in 20 years. They stopped selling out games. You couldn't you could buy tickets outside of a Leafs game. Uh, once the game started and the ticket prices go down from a scalper, you could buy them for 20 bucks. Lower bowl. Oh, $20. Were, I, I covered them during those years. There were lots of empty seats. And, and, and but you, when you were going, you were, you knew you were paying to see the fire. This is the fire. The fire is the team. The, the Canucks, you're paying to see a disaster unfold in real time. And it's your, you know, it's an 82 part disaster because it's an 82 part regular season. So you're paying for one eighty second of the disaster that is the Canucks this year. And mm-hmm. it, I, I do think, I do think, you know, a lot of people still say, listen, this, this, this group of, you know, the GM, the president, whatever, uh, they didn't put this team together. But my problem with that is that they intentionally held it together. They didn't have to sign JT Miller and they did. They didn't have to not sign Bo Horvat and look at where they are. Probably won't because they don't want to sign him for more than JT Miller. I would love Love, love, love to know to what extent is ownership's fingerprints on this team? Like, obviously, all owners are going to have something to say about their toy, right? Have to. Yeah. I just I want to know. Um, I want to move on to uh, something else here. Uh, John Tortorella has grounded the Philadelphia Flyers. Berkshire sent this to me because he thought it was parody and he couldn't <laughs> tell. And I was flabbergasted to discover it was real. John Tortorella has taken away the iPads from the Flyers bench so that players can, quote, just worry about their next shift rather than reviewing the previous one, I think is what's unsaid there. You know, the, the good teams use them too, eh? 
Well, it's so stupid. I think that I don't know that he the Flyers are such a mess that I think even Torts doesn't know quite what to do with this group. We know there's going to be changes in the offseason. We know that there's players that love Torts and there's players that can't stand him. And the players that it can't stand him, he knows, and you're gone, yeah. right? Um, but here's what his quote was, and this is from Gianna Hahn, uh, and she is a reporter for the Inquirer in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's the Flyers beat reporter. She said, uh, it, sorry, Tort said, I don't give a flying shit about how I'm perceived because it's my job to coach our team, John Tortorella said, when asked about the perception of being old school when he pulled the iPads from the bench. He said, it's a terrible way to live to be too concerned with other people's opinions. Uh, he said, quote, I'm not trying to be an idiot here. We have a major problem understanding the flow of games. Uh, he said they have such a young team, he doesn't want them getting up, uh, getting hung up on watching replays. Mm-hmm. He specifically During said the game. as well, you can't understand the momentum of the game if you're looking at an iPad all the time. We took them off and aren't going to use them so that they watch the game and see what's next. Y- you know what strikes me as confusing about this? Because I said... Hey, you know the good teams use these too. The Flyers are seven three and zero in their last ten. Mm-hmm. They're on a heater. Fuck are you doing, John? Yeah, why well, are you so? You so, know what I think he's done? Watch Regina Pat's game. You know what? We're doing too well here. I feel like <laughs> coaching Connor Bedard. So you know what? I was on TV a few months ago, and now I have the opportunity to coach Connor Bedard. And you lot are fucking it up. Can I? Give me those iPads. With the, with the iPad thing, um, Konechny, who is like one of the heavier users of the iPads, got chirped because uh, when they played the Capitals and they beat them 5-3, he had a hat trick and no iPads. So everyone's like, look, it worked. Okay. <laughs> so now he's their best freaking dude. player. Come on. I Come on. But to the Flyers players, what are you, stupid? <laughs> now you're never going to have them again. It's your job to throw that game. I, I you, gotta, gotta, you gotta play the worst game of your life. Okay, so um, he may have a point. Oh no, he may have a point. No, I think I want to. I, I am not the defender of Torts. I like his quotes. I can't stand his coaching style yeah. most of the time. But I gotta say that I do feel like when you, if you're going to the bench and you're watching your replay after every shift. It's overusing. It's overusing. No. It's overusing, and you're not Every watching shift? the game. Every shift? If it's Some if shifts. it's that much, if it's that much, <laughs> right? It's not like in 20 games they won't have their iPad privileges restored. But what he's trying to say is be in the physical game. The second you turn that iPad on, when the game's going, you're not paying attention to the game. You're and, not the game. and playing Candy Crush, you can't play. Yeah, but you can't be doing that. Yeah. You at least got to do Clash of Clans. Yeah. This, is, this is an awful old man take. I don't, I actually don't think that it, that it is. Like, I think that there's a, I think there's a time and a place. I think you can watch during stoppages. But if I'm a head coach, yeah, I want you to be watching the game while you're in the game. I do. I do. I want you to watch the play. What if you fucking miss something? What if it's your turn? I, how many times, I bet you, I bet you what this stemmed from. Is there a couple of times guys had iPads and Torch said, okay, you're up. Oh, and he, yeah, but like you can look at you can look at replays. You just you just made that up. You can no, you you, don't know that happened. You can look at replays between the periods. They will isolate. Remember what? Remember the uh, remember the Amazon documentary where they uh, Keith pulls Mikheyev in and he's like, "Hey, see this? I want you to stop doing that in the third period." Back into the dressing room. Hmm. You can do that. Do you need it in real time all the time? Not all the time. I believe that it's possible something like that happened, Adam. 
where it falls apart <laughs> is it's John Tortorella. Where it falls apart <laughs> is it's John Tortorella. It's a theory. Who's I'm incapable a theory. of telling a lie. He's incapable. He's of also in- incapable. He doesn't of lie. Yo, yo, he doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. Like to the, like, you don't need to say it anymore. Actually, John. One we of know. one of the biggest users of the iPads. If you watch Leafs games all the time, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. He he loves to go back and just check and see what happened on that play and then put down the iPad. Mm. Is Mitch Marner a bad hockey player? No, and I'm not saying it makes you a bad hockey player. I'm saying maybe at maybe they they hit a point where they're overused, and then it's like okay, let's back it off a little bit here. So let's take away their toys. Well, he obviously <laughs> warned them. Locked in a box, and then fine, fine, we're taking it away now. I think <laughs> so stupid. They're, they yeah. are listen. The NHL tech- players do act like children sometimes, guys. Yes. We know that. Yeah. So does John. Can, so does John. Sure. Every, Petulant. What do you think of NHL jersey? <laughs> Every NHL jersey in the back of their sweater, there's a little chip. Every NHL puck, if you were to cut it open, there's a little chip in it. There is. The amount of technology that these guys have, and you're not going to use that in real time during games so that you can gain an advantage on the other team. You're asking yourself to limit your own knowledge of what's happening on the ice so that you can say, we're focused. We're focused now. And you know what? Use the technology. It's there. They never used to need iPads. No, they didn't. So, And they also never needed uh, hollow carbon fiber sticks. We also never used to need cars. I think the Flyers should play next game with wooden sticks. You know (laughs) what? They didn't need helmets either. No, Ben Sherrod's like, you know what? We should use wooden sticks. They also didn't need the forward pass until the 1900s. You know what? Why don't we just hold to something? Let's only pass it backwards, you guys. Guys. What if that's smarter? Guys. The Flyers stink and they have a shitty clubhouse. They do. And it's I know because of the iPad. You got to do something. You can't do nothing. No. They don't currently stink. Though. No, they don't. Yeah. And in fact, we I got a I got a fucking snarky message uh from a fo- actually th- I'll I'll leave this for later. Never mind. It's a funny message. It's okay. a funny message. Yeah. Um but I I do think I I love Torts's quotes. I feel like there's got to be something more to this than... You don't like his quotes? No. No. I think you got to use every single ounce of advantage you yeah. have over the other team. You just fuck it. Pro sports is so competitive. Mm-hmm. You're limiting yourself for no reason other than to be an old man. Well, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like, did you see what Torque like, said? Okay. Oh, man. Was it like dismissive and combative? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll say this. The thing that, Boo, that drives boring. me crazy about Torts is like, I remember back in the day. Do you remember when he said... Like he he curated a reporter to a fight. He curated oh, the playlist sorry. to the Columbus Blue Jackets like pregame. Like there was music that I guess he didn't seem he didn't feel like amped them up or there wasn't something productive. What? I don't remember the story. Was it? But he Enya? does like what? He, he does get in in depth that way. And I think that's when the Columbus Blue Jackets finally sat him down and said, "Listen, John, you got to <laughs> fucking chill, man." Remember the players only were the players meeting with the coach and were like, "We you need to stop." I don't know. Is driving this, you nuts? But Do you think? I, I'm pretty sure it happened. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, there are coaches that I think elevate their players, and there are coaches where I think teams play well just to avoid their wrath. Like, hey guys, what if we did this tonight just so we don't have to deal with John? <laughs> Let's just win this one so he doesn't yell at us. Like, can we? <laughs> He's in a weird mood. He talked about how I had to shit the other day. And I like lead the team in scoring, and I'm a pending free agent. Can we just so he leaves us the fuck alone? No, I'm talking about Panarin. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, he's shitting all day. That's great, John. Thank you for that. Hmm. I don't know. 
I just feel like um, there's been too many seasons of this show. And when's it going to get canceled? The tour. It's been yeah. telling the same joke for a quarter century. There's always I don't some think success we need to this season show. of the show. This show has always had a little bit of success, and then it falls off about three, four years in. No, I think we just keep turning the show on because it's habit, and maybe there are better shows. Okay. Okay. Uh, John Tortorella is one of the best 32 head coaches on the planet. No, he's not. Um, that's that's enough. One of our listeners says we all owe former Flyers goalie Martin Jones an apology. If man, Connor Laviolette, man, oh man, tweeted me and or not tweeted me, Instagram me and said, and by the way, uh, I believe he's won at least five games in a row. But let me tell you this, Connor, Martin Jones ain't the reason for Seattle's success. Let me just let me just do something super cheap here. He's one of them. No, he's not at what? all. <laughs> the Seattle Kraken are a very good hockey team. Please don't diminish that by saying Martin Jones is a great goalie because the Seattle Kraken, as good as they've been, and by the way, Martin Jones is 25 and three. His save percentage is still under nine. So they are winning despite less than mediocre goaltending for Martin Jones. So I'm sorry, Connor, but that if you're telling me, if Steve is telling me that that he uh, 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 torts Mm -hmm. is not one of the best 32 coaches in in the world i'm telling you martin jones is not one of the best 64 goalies in the world have you ever heard the saying i don't have to outrun the bear i just have to outrun you right martin jones job was to outrun you and you is philip grubauer and he's done exactly that he is an 898 which is not very good mm-hmm. grubauer is an 885 which is teetering on unusable Martin, he's better. <laughs> yes, yes. Martin Jones as well. Um, back-to-back shutouts, by the way. Um, I know he's so also dumb. a product of a very good defense that does not allow a lot of shots on goal. So when Martin Jones allows a couple of shots, his save percentage is a little low because his games, like you'll see a lot of games, uh, the Seattle Kraken win, and Martin Jones will be in the net, and it'll be like a twenty-three. Uh, shot night he allowed three goals and this 20 saves you know it's 20 on 23 mm-hmm. and the save percentage is is in the low uh 900s high eights you know because they don't they don't allow a lot of shots he doesn't have to do a lot of work and he just has to, i thought you were gonna go he just has to outrun the bear in that he just has to allow the seattle kraken to score enough goals and he just has to make enough sh- makes enough saves which is what he's doing and i think the wild part of the uh you know the, the kraken outscoring their goaltending problems they don't have a single point of game player. That's crazy. Not one. Their leading scorer is Andre Burakovsky with 35 points in 41 games. Wow. Uh, they are like a 1999 team. The closest thing the Seattle Kraken have to a point a game player is Ellie Tolvanen, <laughs> who they just got off waivers, who has six points in seven games. That is the closest thing they have to a point a game player. No one else is even. Beneers, not challenging. 34 and 41. Burakovsky, 35 and 41, not challenging. Eberle, 34 and 41, not challenging. Vince Dunn, by the way, having an unreal season with 30 points in 41 games on the back end. Not even close. Of the last. So how are they doing it's this? It's not unlike the Boston Bruins in the same way team defense is driving this squad. Yes. Yeah, but it's like the Bruins, if they didn't have Pasternak and Allmark stunk. Mm hmm. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> or they're st- how are they doing this? And, and honestly, I feel like Seattle's defense is playing for their lives because they realize that that if somebody does get a shot through, it's probably going in. Like, <laughs> man. look at this, Martin Jones, man. They since, don't score a ton. Since, since their defense since eighteen nineteen, Martin Jones, five years. Each of those years, including this one. He has a save percentage under 900, except for last year where it was exactly 900. His goals against average has hovered at about three, including last year a banner 342. Listen. Are you kidding me? I figured it out. I don't know Martin Jones an apology. I, I figured it out. But he's, I'm, I'm glad he's having a good year for him. The guy who sent you that has Martin Connor. Jones. Hi, Connor. Hi, Connor. Connor. You have Martin Jones in fantasy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you have Martin Jones. Why would you draft Martin Jones in fantasy? Nobody's unreal. No, you pick him up off waivers. Oh, because the wins, right? Tic Tac Tomar picked up Martin Jones off waivers this morning before I even woke up. And I was mad about it because I need a goalie. Because of the wins. Because of the wins. Are the wins, guys, just because I don't play fantasy a lot, are the wins weighted heavier than a lot of other goaltending stats? Yeah, all of them. Uh, Except for shutouts. Uh, you You guys have a different scoring system than us. All our categories are weighted the same. I'm not doing well, so I'm starting to think our scoring system is bad. <laughs> if you're looking for a goalie, Phoenix Copley's probably still on waivers. No, he's not. No, somebody got no, him already. Someone got him. Uh, I made. I got uh, Karel Vamelka, who is actually decent because even when he doesn't win games, he has a positive impact because the Coyotes get shelled every night <laughs> because he makes a lot of saves because he has to for them to even have a chance. <laughs> I hate playing with smart people. I was like, I'm going to get Phoenix Copley. Oh, he was taken last week. Fuck. Yeah, it's I'm difficult a week dumber than them. Because you're uh, you're in a bunch of hardcore hockey fans, right? You don't have like, any casuals in your league. Yeah. <laughs> that's Myrtle, your Myrtle is beating us. Or, like Myrtle's in first place by a wide margin. And he made me a trade offer yesterday. And I was like, am I the bad GM? Yeah. I'd am be I the bad you. GM? The I'd smart GM's you. call? Oh, what was the shit. offer? It's, it's, I couldn't accept it. Uh, it was JT Miller, who I have uh-huh. and don't want, uh, for Ilya Simsonov. Cause oh, he knows I need a goalie. That. No, it's not even close to fair value. It's not even close. I would consider it because I need a goalie if he sweetened it, which he's refusing to do because he doesn't need to make the trade because he's in first place. So I think I'm just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I was, I was checking out the, the Seattle Kraken's shots against stats on money pocket, just to back up some of my theory. And like, it seems like the low danger shots is where they're really getting a lot of their value in terms of uh, the goaltending situation. You know, they're not allowing a lot of low danger shots. They're right next to the Boston Bruins at nine thirteen. So you know, seventeen Seattle and Boston. You know who he might owe an apology to, Dave Haxtell. That dude ran the Leafs defense, and we were like, "You stink!" And then he went to uh, Seattle and didn't play well, or they didn't play well, and we're like, "You stink!" And uh, I talked about him as one of the candidates to get fired, and look at them. They lead the league in takeaways from opponent. They're right at the top. This right is next, money puck. Right, at, right next to Vegas and Toronto. Yeah. Great team defense. Hmm. Share, of, share of takeaways as and, well. And honestly, they deserve big credit for that. It's, it's cool what's happened in Seattle this year. For sure. And, you know, a lot of people were dancing on their grave because, uh, not because they uh, made weird picks in the expansion draft, which I think we can all acknowledge they made weird picks in the expansion draft, but they were, they're an extremely analytics-heavy uh, team. 
They were built That's why that I don't way. like them because they're a bunch of freaking nerds. Well, and people were like, hey, look, the nerds lost. <laughs> and no one ever points out when the nerds win. And they are. By the way, the lightning and the avalanche? Nerds. Nerds. And we sure made fun of the avalanche once. I know they're run by jocks, <laughs> uh, and it, they're run by jocks who take all their advice from nerds. Cause for concern, possibly? Their goals for above expected is through the fucking moon. It's 19.66. The next closest is Vancouver, 14.87. So, so they may regress. And the next closest team is Buffalo. Is seven. <laughs> but it might not happen idea. this year. There's some, some years where it's like the entire year is like that. That's the thing. You, you yeah. might be able to maintain a heater mm -hmm. uh, but you throughout need to, the whole year. You need to go trade or sign some goal, or goal scoring this offseason is essentially yeah. what nothing, it's telling you. Nothing will ever rival uh, Patrick Waugh's first season in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that team was bananas. That team was... <laughs> he took like, out that that stanchion in between both nets in the first game, yep. and then they were like, we're scoring all the goals, How and we're terrible. We ride this legitimately hunk of hot garbage to <laughs> right. a d to third place in the NHL. And, and a first and, round exit. Against Minnesota yeah. Wild. Yeah, and, and for like context on the goals for above expected, like zero is the medium. That means everything is kind of even. There's only nine or 10 teams that are above in goals for above expected and like Boston's at a 1.32 which Seattle's means oh wow 19. and Seattle's a 19 that's a huge so, swing <laughs> we'll see what happens this is gonna be a fascinating run to the end of the season for the western conference because okay. in the east we got a lot of things solved that's I mean, not the metro metro is gonna be competitive they'd have to plummet to miss the playoffs at yeah this point. yeah for sure, for sure um I have one last thing before we're gonna do the press conference guys People are very upset about this one thing. And usually if you're too, like if you're, what is it? Chronically on the internet? Chronically, chronically online. online. Chronically online. Yeah. Um, uh, there are some takes that are like, it takes you a while to go, oh no, that's, that doesn't work in real life, right? Okay. Chronically online takes are on, obviously it's like, wow, you, we're in our different world now. Yeah. That is a, and I want to know. Touch grass situation. If this is a chronically online take. This is an author. She is 36 years old. Uh, her name, uh, uh, I, I have her last name, I have her first name. Um, she claims that Humpty Dumpty isn't an egg. I've what? heard this before. Have you heard this? And nowhere in the, in the song slash story do they say that Humpty Dumpty is an egg. She's, her name is Holly Byrne, and she said, who decided Humpty Dumpty was an egg? Yeah. It's not the lyrics, and deciding he's a giant egg is quite a random leap for someone to make, especially <laughs> when being like, yeah, a giant egg on a wall. Of course that makes sense. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty to together again. Do you feel like, do you feel like Humpty Dumpty was an egg? That's all I want to know. No. There's no, there's no evidence at all that Humpty Dumpty is an egg. So do you, you feel like Humpty Dumpty was a what then, Jesse? Um... Humpty Dumpty is whatever you want Humpty Dumpty to be. There you go. Humpty Dumpty was an egg because it doesn't matter if he wasn't. Whatever you picture in your mind as that thing on the wall, that is what it is. Humpty Dumpty was a giraffe. No. It doesn't. What? No, it needs to be of the crack, right? That's a part of the story, right? He falls off or something. Yeah, yeah. Humpty yeah. Dumpty was a turtle. <laughs> and and she follows it up. Holly Byrne also <laughs> follows it up and says, imagine having no army. Because they're fixing a broken egg. Like the king set literally everyone to save a giant egg who isn't actually an egg, leaving the realm wide open for attack. 
It's a good point. This feels like she's trying out material on us. I think it is. But you know what? I like it. I don't mind it. Now, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. So the Humpty Dumpty first appeared in 1797 as a part of a book called Juvenile Amusements by a man named Samuel Arnold. The character first appeared as an egg 100 years later in 1871. So is Humpty Dumpty an egg Steve Dangle? So, okay. This is in Britain? Well, it's a British it's a British nursery rhyme, but it's made its way around the world. So I have a theory for why Humpty Dumpty is an egg. Okay. Um, and this is just my own observation from uh, l- looking at uh, uh, historical art. And that is the British can't draw. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Dude, you look at like ancient Greek stuff and ancient Roman stuff and ancient Egyptian stuff. And uh, like ancient Chinese stuff. And then you look at ancient British stuff. And I can tell you who the worst artists were. Slightly rudimentary. The Brits. And right now you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I'm British and I can draw. Yeah, you. Your ancestors couldn't. So you're saying that Humpty Dumpty is easy to draw. Therefore, he is an egg. Half of my ancestors could draw. Those are the Italians. Yeah. Good Half with of my ancestors couldn't. That was the British. Okay. They could not draw. All right. And they're like, you know what? They, I think... They tried 12 different versions of Humpty Dumpty before they landed on, fuck it, he's an egg. And it even kind of fits because he falls down and he breaks. And you can't put an egg back together once you break it. You know what? I'm smart. This isn't because I can't draw. It's because I'm deep. Now, the, the apparent reference is deep. of Humpty Dumpty. The original reference is for King Richard III of England. Mm-hmm. He, uh, his horse's name was Wall. And he was apparently killed in battle. So he fell off his horse. And when you fell in battle back then, you couldn't get back up. If you fell over with some of that armor, most of the time you couldn't, you couldn't even stand back up. What, why did they call him Humpty Dumpty? I have it. He was, a, he, was, uh, he was a plump man. Was he portly? Yeah, yeah maybe was, that's was what plump. it was. Yeah. <laughs> Just medieval fat shaming the guy. Yeah. <laughs> if they he had Twitter off, back then. He fell off a horse. <laughs> Imagine falling down and someone writes a diss track about you. That's that so lasts shit. for 300 years. Yeah, yeah that's rough. Oh, man. shit. <laughs> that's like back to back if, you know, we're still listening yeah. to it in, in, in 300 years. Crazy. Anyway, I just thought I'd ask that question. Before you know, we get. Oh, do you what? know what happened to Richard III's body? No. They found it in a parking lot in 2012 in that's Leicester. That's the guy? <laughs> yeah. No way. You didn't know about the story? No. Oh, yeah. Because. because okay. So I know it's him. Uh, I guess he must have been married with him? an insignia or something like that. There uh, must have been something that hold on, I'll, you know. I'll I, I bet it. the king's armor is better than everybody else's. And all they found in the uh, sarcophagus, whatever, mm-hmm. is um, eggshells. <laughs> he was an egg. He was the first ever egg. <laughs> first egg king. Egg so king. they they traced back because they thought the the church where he was buried was like destroyed and everything so they they trace back the society who was doing the digging they found out okay it's probably going to be in this location here and then they start digging in this parking lot and they're like oh, we found this body it's it's actually here i'd be like so, if yeah. i own that parking lot i'd be like so is he is that mine <laughs> probably <laughs> no, no. do i own that <laughs> do you i have to donate that to the british museum or will they just come take it like they do with everything else yeah <laughs> oh and they did so at a 21st century look at the 15th century remains confirmed via DNA test. Get out! That they were How do they have DNA? those of Richard III. How do you have DNA wow. of something from the 15th century? 
That's, that's cool. nuts. How do you think someone's an egg for 300 years? Two. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. God, the Brits are silly. Yeah. And go look up, type in Richard Richard III. Mm-hmm. King Richard III. Look up Richard III art. I bet it all sucks. What do you mean? Because the Brits can't draw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient English cannot draw. And they're not even around to defend themselves. There's like AI renderings of Look it. at that Look shitty. At that yeah, no, that's No, AI. you want you want this. Look at that piece of shit. <laughs> that stinks. That's an elementary school drawing. Adam, what do you think? You stink. Look at that. No one looks like that. They all well, look like Lord Farquaad. Like that that would be enough, I think, to get you into an art school this year. Like like if you're if you're this coming year? if you're coming out of high school and you put In that as, your, as a part of your profile, yeah. I'll go to jail. No. <laughs> Absolutely you know, like, not. I think so. The ancient Brits could maybe be like maybe know. maybe not the best art school, but just an art school. <laughs> now go look up like ancient Spartan shit. Well, oh, uh, or Minoan. Like really yeah. go back, like go back really far pre ancient Greece. They they had some amazing stuff. Aren't some of like the greatest artists of all time English? Like what are you talking about? Yeah, but most of them couldn't draw. What are you talking about? I don't. Look up ancient English art. <laughs> what are we talking about? They it's all draw. Like, like it's like stick fit. It is bad. It is bad. It's bad. I don't actually, know. I don't know. It's kind of funny art. when you follow like Roman art, which was a direct rip off of Greek art. Mm. Right? They just took everything the Greeks had, and they're like, "This is our culture now." Um, and uh, and then it goes into the Byzantine one. So they go. It, it kind of goes up. It's like, wow, wow, that's great. And they're making all these marble busts of guys, and then. All of a sudden, in the fifth century, when one half of Rome falls and the other side's still there, the side that's like in Turkey and Anatolia and that sort of thing, yeah. um, they are. Uh, it, it's like it's like them, but their nose is like over here, and they're, it, yeah. they can't. It, you've seen those pictures, right, yeah. of Justinian? Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. And, and, and he's. That's why. That's why. That's why the English screwed up the Sphinx. They're like that art's too good. And they I, shot I, off. I the think nose. that was the French. That was, oh, was that was French? when Napoleon yeah, invaded Egypt. Let's by the way, honest. that story's not true. Uh, it's not. No. Well, Napoleon I, would never have let his soldiers fire. That's at, impossible. At I said it into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair that's enough. That's impossible. <laughs> Should we do the press conference? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, if you think you know which way it's going to go, make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey or it's basketball or, of course, the Super Bowl coming up real soon. Get in all the action at Sports Interaction. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of the many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to play easy to cash out and easy to deposit of course now join now to see all that sports betting has to offer if you want to bet head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn 19 plus please play responsibly the presser sdp the steve dangle press conference i'm just saying the eastern island heads are really cool and stonehenge is a pile of rocks that's that's all i'm saying <laughs> first question <laughs> Steve, what other misinformation would you like to spread? Oh, I like that. Um, that Australia used to be called Botany Bay. That one's my favorite um, to go back to. Um, the Leafs won the 93 Cup. <laughs> uh, um, your junior career. And Adam Wilde does not have a juicy ass. Mm. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Discord's updating. I can't pull up a question. Should I tell more lies? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Tell us about uh, Short. the Memorial Cup run. The ancient Brits can draw. What year was um, that? 2009? Oh, oh, when I went to uh, the dance? Yep. You went to the dance? Yeah. Let's tell me about the so, dance. So when I was in the 2006, uh, 
Memorial <laughs> Cup. Is that would that would that have been one of your years? Yeah, it was, one, it was my last year. Oh, okay, it was my last goal. Yeah, um, before I, uh, I tore my pec CL um, knee um, in my pec. Um, I, w- I went to the Memorial Cup with the uh, Plymouth Whalers, and uh, this was before we got Segzy, uh on the team. Uh, we went there, and uh, we won. We beat the uh, Chikudemi Seg. Uh, oh my God, this that, is bad. That team, yeah, can you please load this? No, I'm, I'm letting him go. Yeah, it's all done. Jesus. I have a question. There's, I was just letting you go. You're like Steve. Make up a fake <laughs> reality. <laughs> On the spot um, immediately. By and the you way, expect just, it to be good every time. Um, uh, Australia, outs- after the indigenous people, obviously, uh, you say, you know, Australia used to be named Botany Bay. What was it named before that by the Europeans? New Europe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Close, though. Yeah. Because the Dutch were the first to get to the first Europeans to find it. New, New Netherlands. Dutch. New Holland. New Holland. New Holland. Yeah. That's, that was a really good guess. New Damn. Europe. New that New just out of, out of nowhere? Good. That was out of nowhere. Well, That's really good. It was good. It was yeah. good. Oh, good. You got a big brain on Brad. <laughs> All right. This is from Freeds on our Discord. Uh, SDPN.ca. <laughs> <It's wrong. laughs> That's right. Just call the episode The Ancient Brits Can't Draw. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's losing it. All right. Before we go here, this is from Freeds on our Discord. Go to SDPN.ca. To join us on Discord, <laughs> hit that link. They say, "Are you guys proud of the LA Kings? You spread more mi- misinformation earlier for finally not having a negative goal differential. Whoa! They have surpassed the the threshold of zero and are now into the positives of goal differential. Oh yeah, because they they whooped the Oilers. Yeah, and who else? The Ducks. <laughs> yeah, the Ducks. Are sure I Adam, what's so funny? I'm just. I'm just thinking about Steve. <laughs> the ancient Brits can't draw. Yeah. If you ask the ancient what? Brits to draw, what, what a know. dunk. Like, that's if you ask the ancient Brits to draw Enzi Kopitar, it'd be like a squiggly line. <laughs> um, I think eyes are on different parts okay. of the to head. To answer the question, to answer the question, yes, we're proud of the Kings. Yeah. Good for them. And you know what? Great Great for them. I think they, the they must be. They must feel great that 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 situation lasted too long. That like the shitty goaltending, right? And you're right, Felix, mm. Phoenix Copley. What a great story. And they're cl- most of that negative goal differential was them climbing out of that horrendous start they had. Yeah. Terrible goaltending. And like <laughs> we talked about it um, when they originally sent Cal Peterson down and Jonathan Quick was playing abysmally. <laughs> We're like, okay, so what's the answer here? <laughs> they have Phoenix Copley in the minors who's 30 and doesn't have a track record of showing he can do this. We were like, oh no, everything's going to be awful. And then he immediately got called up and did it. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. So based off of that, Freed's rights, there's a lot of E's in the middle of the name, uh, Stump the Steve. Oh. What is the lowest regular season gold differential for a team that won the Stanley Cup since 1967 expansion and then B, since the 0405 lockout? So let's start since uh, the 0405 lockout What's the guess? Oh, oh, 0405 lockout. Yeah, that's where we're going. What do you think? Who had the Anaheim Ducks, I'm going to guess. In what what year? Well, well, the year they won. The year they won was 2007. Yeah, that's post. Oh, were you asking pre-0405 or post? No, we're going post, since. Yeah, so since 0405, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, and what do you think the number is? What do you think their goal differential was? Plus 15. Okay. This is a team that was like, we need... (laughs) Six 
knuckle draggers on the on the you know the bottom six. Like when you talk about, I read the book on with Burke and he talked about he's like yeah Travis Moen. And like guys like that, I'm like Travis Moen never had like more than twenty Did you points. Just call them knuckle draggers. Yeah, they are just just big. <laughs> I don't even just think rock Moen them, sock them, robots. You're, you're gonna play. You're gonna play against Pronger and Niedermeyer and Rob Niedermeyer up front and just rock them, sock them, robots. That third line. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They had Tamu Solani. Yeah, Rob Niedermeyer. And, or sorry, Scott Niedermeyer and Chris Pronger. But we need to. Talk for two months straight about Rob Niedermeyer, the second best Niedermeyer on the team. Yeah. Sammy Paulson and Travis Moen. Oh, we need to spend two months. Sammy Paulson. Talking about nothing but dude. I wanted Sammy Paulson on the Leafs so bad. Yes. After the Ducks won that cup. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the 2006 Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, because they were not good. Made a bunch of acquisitions and and they were good. What's your guess with the number? Oh, negative. Eight. No, 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 no. It oh, no? no? Nobody won a Stanley Cup with a negative goal differential. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Eight. Also, let, okay. let me say this honorable mention to the 2012 Kings, who I think might be the team. Oh, that's the answer. Correct answer is nothing you guys said. Ah! The Washington Capitals of 1718. No way! Were only plus 18. And that is the post-04-05 lockout. Pretty good. Did they have goaltending problems going into the first round that year? Yes, because Grubauer was their... No, he was their starter. um, Because Braden Holtby stunk. Yeah. He wasn't good. And, and then, then he the took his flat brain happened. He was like, fucking taking your head off. Dude, he just decided, Crazy. I don't feel like allowing goals anymore. Ah, yeah. Now, what a run. That was a great run. Who has the goal differential record since 1967? I'm going to say. A positive? Goal like the lowest? They are po- yes. No, no, are. no. Like, I mean, like the. the, the no, no, no. What's, this, what's the record specifically? The, the sa- I'm asking the same question, except since 1967. So, so which Stanley Cup winner? Has the lowest regular season goal differential. It's going to be the New Jersey Devils. And it's just a question of which year. New Jersey Devils, right around the millennium century, turnaround thing, whatever you want to call it, turn of the century. That's what I'm looking for. And it's going to be, what, did they win in 02? They won in 95. Yeah, but they weren't, This that wasn't dead puck area yet. People were still scoring 100 points. I'm talking mm-hmm. 99 to about 2003, where nobody could score anything at all. The 99 stars? I'm I'm telling you it has to be the Devils. It must be the Devils. You you can each have a guess. guess. I just I can't remember which year they won the cup. Oh, they won in 03. Okay. They won in 01? 95. No, 01 was the Avs. Who was 2000? I think 2000 was the Devils and 99 was the Stars. The Devils have cups in 2000 and 2003. Okay. And 94 95. I'm going to say the Height of the Dead Puck era, two thousand. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the New Jersey Devils. And what what do you think their goal differential was? Well, if 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 the you know if the one that Steve was mentioning was like a plus eighteen, plus eighteen, yeah, the Caps have the modern day record. I think Adam's right. I think plus twenty max. Like Bobby Holik was your top score at sixty points. I think Adam's right. What's your guess? And I think he's a number client. Oh, plus. 15. First of all, you nailed that. Plus 15 is correct. No 
way. That's, that's unreal. Second. Wow. It's going to be so funny listening back to this because Adam, you nailed the team and you did not let Steve convince you that it was 94 95. No! Oh, it no! is the New Jersey Devils oh, well plus done, 15. Steven. That was all you. 94 95. Damn. They have the record for lowest Dude. regular season goal differential winning the Stanley Cup. Plus 15. 94 95. That's wow. like you talk about the moment. I know why. There was only half a season. 94 oh, 95 was a half season. Was it, okay. it? They played more than 41. Didn't they get to like 60 or something? They got to 48, no, 48 games. 48 games. Yeah, because Lind Lindros won the heart with like 75 points or something, but it's wild because he did it in like 42 or 8 so games or something like there that. There needs to be an asterisk on this number. 100%. This, that shouldn't count. So it's, no. it's 48 games they played in the 95 season. Yeah, yeah. so they should have been like a plus 25. Yeah. Like hey, that. hey, Freeds. Hey. Yo, Freeds. That's a trick question. You Yo, stink. Yo, Freeds. You're a bum. That's a trick question. Still, also, you know what? We should have had it because it was the shortened year. We still should have had. I should have let you have that. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. That's my bad. No, I was just. <laughs> I wouldn't. Have, no, I would have picked the 99 stars. So right. I would. I would have been wrong. Man. Also, the uh, the Kings actually tied with the Caps with plus 18. Uh, oh, they did. So Wait, yeah, 2012 Kings. Yeah, 2012 <gasps> Kings. They tied. With, no, you said the, the you said mention? the Ducks, but the honorable mention was oh, correct. Travis Moen. Yeah. The uh, uh, Eric Lindros in 94-95 in 46 games at 29 goals, 41 assists, and 70 points. It's a shame Scott Stevens' career uh, or Scott Stevens' shoulder ended so many great careers. Oh, like, I change know. it forever. Like, if I you know. could just subtract Scott Stevens from the game, you would have had a lot more scoring in that era. But he went out to literally physically kill everyone. Yes. Paul Correa, too. That's what I mean. I, I know it wasn't just Eric. It was Paul. There's some other guys there, too. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you're a Brit, practice your art, all right? <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.